Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. KG, this episode is revolutionary. It is going to be one of the best guest episodes ever. And do you know why? Because we have another offensive lineman coming on with us. This guy is one of my absolute favorite current players, my man, Alec Lindstrom from Boston College. On the field, Alec is one of the best centers in all of college football. In preseason, he was named to the first team All-ACC and multiple All-American teams. All of that is really important, Mac, but... What happens off the field is what makes Alec one of the most interesting players in the ACC. He has already graduated with an undergraduate degree in management and leadership, and he's currently enrolled in the Woods College of Advancing Studies. Sounds like (laughs) Oxford, which is kind of what Boston College is. He hosts his own podcast, Listen Up, My Dudes, and is an avid food reviewer on his Instagram, which we talk about a lot at the end of the interview, at Rick's Reviews, R-I-C-S Reviews. He's also a baker, an amateur grill master. He's working on that and is BFFs with all of his O-lineman teammates and is just an absolutely awesome human. We've really enjoyed talking with Alec. This is going to be a great episode, guys. Tune in right now. Here we go. Alec Lindstrom, what is up, my dude? One of my favorite players to watch in the ACC. Thanks for joining the show today, my man. Yeah, no, no problem. And um, when Jason told me about this opportunity that you that you wanted to get me on, you know, I see on Twitter you guys posted. I listened to the podcast a little bit of stuff here and there, and I was so excited. I was like, yes, of course, Jason, because you were a guest on my podcast. That's right. So um, I'm happy to return the favor and come on the show. My man, well, we appreciate it. Well, look, we're going to be jumping around a good bit here today, but I want to start with you know your family, because if I remember right, I saw a tweet where you guys had like an entire section for the UMass game. So the, the Lindstrom clan just must be huge. Do you have to get like 30 tickets per game or what? How, how difficult is that? Yeah, you know, every every time I go home, it's always like, Mom, you got to stop telling people I can get tickets. Because <laughs> you know how it is as a player, you get your four base tickets. And then so throughout the week, I'm wheeling and dealing. I'm like, hey, man, can I get your tickets? I, I know, like, come on, you could give me them. So, yeah, the, the, the UMass game was like the, the whole town of Dudley went there because I'm, <laughs> I'm right in the middle of the state and – like my high school, it's like you go to Worcester State, you go to Nichols College, or you go to UMass. So I know everybody there, and and everybody wanted to go to the game, and it was awesome to see everybody. But yeah, every week getting tickets like this week with Missouri, I got to go, I got to get more tickets for that, and then and then Clemson, I got to get a bunch of tickets because everyone wants to go there. So it's like that's right. So for my direct family, there's eight of us, including myself, and then I got my all my uncles. <laughs> and aunts on my dad's side and then on my mom's side then I got my grandmas my grandpas and and my cousins and and all this so there's there's too many of us that sometimes it feels like with all these tickets but yeah it's 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 a problem but I I don't mind doing it how many tickets did you have to get for UMass so UMass I only got about probably 12 and and everyone else I was kind of like you guys are on your own you know they weren't (laughs) They weren't too bad. It's like twenty dollars a ticket. You're on. You're you're on your own. You know, I could, I could only ask so many people and get so many without that is without, awesome. without taking the whole BC section. Right. So, <laughs> but 
There's a lot more than 12 people there. That's right. For the, Kelly, the Dudley clan. Kelly, what, what was the most you ever had to get for a, a, a game? Oh, man. This makes me think. So I remember the wheeling and dealing. I mean, you're like, okay, you know, I know you, you're you from Raleigh, so I'll give you mine there if you give me yours here. So much. But we played, <laughs> I'm from Texas. We played a tournament in Dallas, and we probably had 30 people. I think wow. it, was, it was basically my entire family. But that was a tournament, and I think the tickets were pretty cheap, so I didn't have to do too much wheeling and dealing. But my cousins, you bring up cousins, Alex, my cousins had this idea and the entire section, which was basically just my family of anybody who was there, they all brought newspapers. And when the other team's starting lineup was introduced, all of them had the newspapers <laughs> up. It was it was hilarious. That is brilliant. So maybe that's a, a new idea you could that's tell right. the fam. Yeah. Tell, them, tell them to keep it posted. When we played at Georgia back in 14, guys, <laughs> I had 29 tickets. It was crazy. It was oh, my nuts. gosh. It was so many. It was so many. How did you even get that? Because there's so many guys from Georgia. Know. I asked first, I guess. I just was quick with it. Yeah, I'm. You you had that. I'm ability, already yeah. for Clemson. I've already been wheeling and dealing for tickets because you know that's the big game and everyone right. wants to go. So I'm three weeks out already asking people for those tickets. <laughs> uh, the system doesn't even allow you to give them yet. Right, right, my man, smart, man. smart. Alex, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about your family as Mac was saying, but you brought up Clemson. We know that game is coming up in a couple weeks. But take me back to last year's game because I was at that game and I could feel the tension in the stadium from a Clemson perspective. And it was a weird game because DJ Uyunglele played, so you guys were kind of the first ones to see him. And BC was up basically the whole game. Just what do you remember from that one? Yeah, you know, it, it was it, the whole atmosphere is always awesome, but I've never really heard the stadium kind of go quiet. And yes, granted with COVID, there wasn't full, but there's still a lot of people there and they still get very loud, you know. And I remember like on just uh, Jalen Gill's uh, punt touchdown that got called back, the stadium just went quiet <laughs> as he took it like 80 yards. And then um, Brandon on his 99 yard fumble recovery, you know, and and going into half, we, we, we felt really good. And yeah, I felt really good. And the feeling's like, oh, my God, we're going to do this thing. And then, you know, uh, it kind of – we kind of just didn't execute how we did in, in the second half, in the first half. And and against a team like Clemson with, with such good players and such good coaching, you kind of got to be, like, executing perfect the whole time throughout the whole thing because a team like that can, can – are right back in it right away and or, like – Another crazy thing was the field goal that we ran, the fake field goal that got him to jump off sides, you know. And those are all like cool things that we work in practice all the time, but you you never you never see it happen. And then stuff like that happening like that that coach always talks about, like you just gotta keep going, this will happen. And it did was pretty awesome. And the biggest thing that I I took out of it, not only for that experience, is like, you know, we we could do it, you know, and we have this year and but we gotta be on our top game, we gotta execute and, and we gotta do everything that we know we can do, but you just can't like get lost in the, Oh my God, we're, we're doing it. We're, we're going to do this thing. And then you get lost in that. And that's when execution and some small things slip away. Like we had, um, we were going to put the game away. I think we're on like the, the 30 yard line. It was like third and one, we get that first down. We're good. And, and we had a, uh, just a pre-snap penalty, you know, just online and everyone was miscued. So we had one guy go outside, you know, and it was just a miscue of everything and everybody and, and that's kind of where you get lost, and that's where you can't get lost in that feeling. You get like, and so the biggest thing I took out of it, and I think we did as a team, was you can't get lost in that. You got to execute and keep going, and especially against teams like that that can come back so quick because they're they're so good and and they're coached so well. 
Well said. Well said, Alec. That was interesting to get into your mindset because I'm sure a lot of teams at halftime, you know, Syracuse has been there. They've actually done it, but Pittsburgh and, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And it's, it's 60 minutes. It can be tough, but let, let's talk about your family. Okay. Your dad played at BC hall of famer. Your uncle played there. Your brother was a four-year starter. You said you're from the middle part of the state. Now I'm from Texas. So to me, the Massachusetts is like this big, but the middle part of the state. So was it always going to be Boston College for you? Yeah. So, so my dad actually went to BU. So BU used to have football. Oh, okay. They used, okay. To, have, they used to have football and um, they, they, sadly they got rid of the program now, but yeah, he, he, he played D end and my uncle played D end. My uncle came to BC and he was, he oh, was a gotcha. very good player here. And, and yeah, then with Chris, with Chris going to BC, you know, it was kind of like, that's where I wanted to go. You know, it's a, it's the local school. Uh, I'm a homebody, you know, I love being home and around home. So BC was like the perfect place for me. And, and Chris, Chris was recruited out of high school. He wasn't highly recruited. He had old dominion at BC, but uh, BC offered him pretty early and like talking to my uncle and my uncle's like, Oh, you're going to BC. Don't even think about going anywhere else, you know? <laughs> and um, what was awesome with Chris going through that recruiting, I, I kind of felt like I was going through the recruiting too. Cause I was making the relationships with those coaches uh, that recruited me, but I wasn't as highly recruited. Now Chris wasn't super highly recruited, but I was very under recruited. My only offers were UMass and, BC and I got those this summer going into my senior year. Uh, like I, I went to all the camps, you know, the school camps and um, I kind of just battled and grinded and that's how I earned my scholarship off of just being there. And like, they wanted to see how I played because I was super under, undersized. Uh, believe it or not, I was super unathletic. I, you know, I was running like a five, eight because I just didn't, I didn't <laughs> know how to run. And, um, but yeah. And, just once I got that offer, I committed right on the spot because I, I knew it was meant to be. I already had that relationship with everyone. And then once I got to the school, I felt like I was already home and I already knew everybody through Chris and everybody and, and my family. So I knew like uh, Coach Gallup, Barry Gallup's big in Boston College. And it, it just felt like home and, and it feels like home. And it's always going to be my home. Man, I, I love that. It was so fun just, you know, visiting there when, when I came up a, a spring or two ago and, and seeing you guys and just feeling that campus, uh, you know, outside of playing, uh, that was my first time there and being able to just, you know, walk around and see everything. And so I understand why it's so special, but something that seemed to be a little bit more special was playing with your brother. And, and I think, you know, just having that relationship. Now, my brother played a different position than me. So you guys actually got to line up together uh, and play. What was that experience like? Yeah, you know, I, I think it was a once in a lifetime experience and opportunity. Like, you know, being able to to play with your brother, is, it's, a, it's a great feeling and it's amazing. I think who, if I think about it, like in a whole, like I was right next to my brother, like right next to him. We're in the same combo block, you know, and, and like there's something to be said, like, you know, as an offensive lineman, that chemistry and that like combo block, it's kind of like a, like a bond you feel and a chemistry you feel. So having having the opportunity to do do that with my brother, it was like the best thing in the world, you know, because we we shared rooms uh, up until high school. You know, I didn't get my own room until college. <laughs> and then when I went to BC, I, I, I was his roommate, you know, so I was always with him. And just to be able to have that opportunity and that feeling to to play with him and block with him, because I never did that in high school. You know, I was JV and he was varsity. So being able to do that was just an unreal feeling, unreal opportunity, as you know yourself. And uh, I'm super grateful for that. And I'm super grateful that BC was able to provide that 
for us. Cause I know he's going to say the same thing. You know, he's my biggest critic, but he's also my biggest fan. So I love that Mac. Why am I picturing two, six, three, 300 pound dudes in a bunk bed? Because that's what I'm picturing. If you're sharing exactly your room with kids, what it was. Is, yeah, am I on, am I on with this or no? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a bunk bed, but luckily I was, I was a lot smaller back then. I was only like, I was only like <laughs> five, 10, five, 11, 150 wow. pounds, you know? So, so oh, it, wow. was, it was good. You know, I came into BC at 220 and uh, I was about 6'2". Wow. I've, I've actually grown since I've been here. I'm, I'm about 6'3 and a half right now. So I'm still growing. I'm a late bloomer. I'm still going. That a boy. That a boy. Well, cheers to potentially teaming up in the NFL, man. I mean, what a fun goal that could be. Uh, and, I, and I know you, you have those aspirations and we'll certainly get to do that. Um, I want to move to your quarterback because I think the entire – heart, soul, every ACC fan, when they heard the news of Phil Dracovic coming out about his you know, injury to his throwing hand, um, I think everybody was super sad about that, and especially me. I was very excited to see him, his development, his growth. But just where is his head at right now? And, and really, you know, how did the team handle that news when it came out or even when you saw the injury? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't even know he was injured until I went out to the, to the sideline huddle to go out in the field and I saw Dennis. I'm like, Oh, what's going on, Dennis? And, and he's like, uh, Phil just got hurt and we played and I had no clue what was wrong with him till after the game. And then when it came out, like he, um, injured his throwing hand, you know, it was like, Oh my God. Cause he has all these aspirations for himself and he's such a great player and he's such a special player for us and our team. And you could like last year we saw what he could do. He's such an explosive playmaker. So at, at first you're like, Oh my God. And, and you feel bad, like, oh, what are we going to do? Um, and I feel bad for Phil. But, you know, I love Dennis, and, and he's like, let's do this thing, you know? So it's like for a second you feel that, and then it's like, you know what, let's do this. And we and we trust Dennis. And Coach Halfley said that even after after the, um, it happened the next day in the meeting. And it's like Dennis right away stepped into that role, took the reins, and he's like, let's do this thing. And all your confidence come back, comes back because we know what Dennis can do. Um, you know, I've been with Dennis. He mid-eared with me, you know, so we have a great connection and, and everyone's ready to go. But I, it, it's really sad for Phil, you know, because this was a big year for him. He had a lot of expectations and hype coming into the year. And he he was working so hard in camp and, and in practice and meetings. And he was always with the O-line, with me, with the coach, like, okay, we got to do this and always get pushing us to get better. Cause you know, in practice, sometimes you're like, ah, I don't want to do this, you know? And he's like, no, we got to do this. Keep pushing. And, and it, and it stinks, but I, I think his mindset is good. You know, he knows that he's out, but he knows he can help us still. So he's on in practice, he's on the side signaling the plays to Dennis and, and, and working through everything with Dennis and coach and talking about that and, and still being involved. You know, when you get hurt, you could easily step away and kind of go to a different place. But, you know, he, he, if anything, he stepped closer and is, is now kind of coaching it and being involved with us and, and hanging out with us and keeping the same mindset that he has. And uh, Dennis is, is stepped up and is being, being a leader himself, you know, and he's taking the reins and really pushing us. And I think he's going to have the best year that he's had. You know, he started two years ago and he started a couple games or came in here and there. So I'm super excited to see, to see, what he's going to do. Yeah, we're, we're excited too. I mean, we know he's a proven guy. He's a veteran guy. And he's got some great wide receivers. Zay Flowers is one of the best in the ACC, one of the best in the country. What Look, you've seen him in practice many, many years. What's the freakiest thing 
you've seen him do at the wide receiver position? Yeah, you know, I don't even know if it's the freakiest thing or I just don't know how he runs so fast, man. man he is <laughs> watching him in practice. He just runs by people, you know, and in games runs by people. And he's he's a he's not a big dude, you know. He's a he's a smaller guy, but he's built. And in the weight room, I think his lower body strength is like three three times his size, something like that. He's a strong a strong guy. So I think that's pretty freaky because he's so built and compact that he has all this strength, yet he has all this speed too, the ability to run by it, but then in the weight room, he's got all this strength, which obviously correlates to the field. So he's like a he's like like Zion is a freak of nature. If you look at Zion, he's like, man, how is someone like this? Like Zay is a freak of nature too, you know, just in his different way. He's fast, he's strong, he's built. So yeah, I mean, and all the receivers are are like CJ. CJ makes unbelievable catches in in clutch moments. You know, all our receivers are doing well, and they they have the like. After one year, a couple of big catches, you know, people would be like, oh, you know, I can do this. But they keep working and they, and they keep getting better and they have that mindset and also the physical ability to to get better. And, and when you put those together, that, that's what you see. That's what we're seeing on the field, all these explosive plays and unbelievable catches. I love it, man. That that wide receiver room is so stacked. You add a great tight end and Trey Berry, who, who's been a significant addition and, and really a great help. Uh, before we move on to the defense a little bit, uh, I, I want to talk about this offensive line because a year ago, you know, we, we did a little experiment. We moved guys around. We put guards at tackle, tackles at guard. And, you know, I, I just don't think it was the the best fit and, and it wasn't the best look for you guys. Now that everybody's back in their, you know, normal positions, especially Big Zion at left guard, uh, just talk about the camaraderie that you guys have and, and really – you know, what makes you, in my opinion, one of the best offensive lines in, in the country, especially the ACC? Yeah, you, you know, um, again, I think it just goes to our mindset. Yeah, we're, we're all really good players and we have physical talent, but just our mindset as as players to be the best, to keep getting better, you know, like going against Colgate, UMass, we did all these great things and, and we were dominating up front. Temple, same thing. Like, we know we can do so much better. So you're sitting there like, yeah. We did good. We did really good, but we can do this so much better. That one thing, you know, that, oh, I, I was a little loose here. That one thing, I can get so much better. And then you put our experience into it. You know, this is my third year starting. I've been here for five years. This is Zion's uh, third year starting here because he transferred in. Tyler's third year starting here. And I think Ben's going to break the record for NCAA starts. It's his fifth year starting, you know. So, and Christian too, it's his second year, you know, he kind of stepped in and you know how it goes, especially in offensive line. It's it's a learning phase and playing and practice is a lot different. So learning and, and physical difference. And he now that he's and he's so physically talented. And now that he's mentally taking that next step and that experience, just putting that together and then putting the mindset in of we can do better, we can be the best, we know what we have, not just being complacent. Uh I think every week we get better and you'll see by the end of the year, even next week, and then the week after that, we're going to get better every single week. And then you add our friendship that we have, you know, offensive line, you got to work together. You have to have chemistry. That's right. Uh, I mean, I live with with Zion and Ben. They're one of my best friends. Um, Tyler, Christian, they're all my best friends. And you add that, like, we're always together. You, you'll never see one of us roaming by <laughs> ourselves, unless it's in the classroom. You, know? uh, you might not see me there, but uh, – <laughs> but, uh, um, we're, we're always together and we're always talking ball. We're always watching film. You know, we do those extra steps like Fridays before walkthrough, we'll come in early, 
watch tape. Thursdays after practice, we'll go in, watch tape. We're always ahead, always talking about what we can do. And then the great thing with the experience is I can do something and Zion can coach me or Ben can do something. I can coach him and we can we can coach each other and get each other better. And because we're so close, we have the mindset like, oh, if Zion's coaching me, like, OK, I'm going to take this coaching and do it. Not the not the mindset of, you know, he's just saying that I'm not going to listen to him. And and I think just a mix of all those things is is just who we are, you know, and we have expectations for ourselves and um just what we want to do as as people in our career, like our own careers. And then as a unit, you know, we want to leave a mark in Boston College history and we want to do special things. So to do that, you got you got to go above and beyond to do special things to prepare. So it's it's a great thing that I have this and then Zion and Ben coming back, my best friends coming back. Um, Zion get moved to guard. Trust me, I love that. He is a he is a freak of nature. And those those combo blocks, you got big Zion. I'll be holding the guy, setting him up, and Zion will come in, and next thing you know, he's three, four yards deep. That's that's a great feeling, man, and not a lot of people get that feeling. So I I am very grateful every day I that I get I have him next to me like like before. So not not nothing against Christian or Ben, but Zion, Zion, I love having him there, and he loves being back at guard. He loves to just smash people. So. It's a win-win. No, man, he, he's he's <laughs> freaky. And I was so happy when we were at media day and I was talking with him and I was talking with coach and they were like, yeah, he's, he's coming back to the inside. And I was just like, praise the Lord. He's going to be so much better there and, and just excited. And, and that's great to hear all that stuff from you because that is what it takes to be great. And you have to do all of those things, especially in that unit. It's just, it's so different than any other position on the field and really any other position group in any other sport, it, it takes the five of you to all be on the same page. And it's really fun to hear and to see that each and every Saturday. All right, Alec, I mentioned we're all offensive minded people here. Kelly was a shooter. You and I played offensive line. But this BC defense, man, it, it's looking different this year. There, there is a sense of swag that these guys are playing with right now. What does that look like? You, you get it in practice every day and clearly on Saturdays, you get to see it. So, you know, going in, you know, everybody was talking about our offense and how explosive our offense was going to be and, and how explosive they are. Um, so the defense kind of got overlooked and, and they, they, they didn't take it personally, but they took that like, you know what, man, we can be good. We, we can do this too. And we're a big part of this team too. And, and we knew that, but sometimes it, they got overlooked and they took that to heart. And then this off season, just um, watching them work and working out, everything was a competition. O-line versus D-line, uh, linebackers versus running backs, cornerbacks uh, versus receivers. And, and they were working hard, and they're like, you know, we're going to beat them every single day. And whether it's in the in the road the road bike sprints or in the weight room, bench press, squat, everything was a competition, and they were, they were working so hard. And then in camp, you know, we saw it. It really paid off because, like, like I said earlier, we're really experienced off of offensive line. We're really good, strong offensive line. So that gets them better every single day to go against that. You know, iron sharpens iron. And they made us better because we know they're good players and they're coming off the ball and, and they're they're doing their thing. And linebackers are coming downhill. And we've got some big transfers, you know. Uh, IGM from Temple, he just had a big week this week. Chris Banks from Temple um, had a big week. Uh, Jaden Woodby from Florida State, he's been holding it down at safety. You know, we have all these transfers on defense that, really came in and when we lost some guys they kind of anchored in in our defense and came in and and they're not skipping a beat you know they're coming in working hard and 
making plays. I believe we're plus two in the turnover battle this year. So they're making plays and against Temple, the defense, all we talk about is the ball. You know, I think they punched out like three or four balls and they just didn't go our way, but they keep working like that. They have the mindset to that. We're going to go out. We're going to work every day. We're going to be relentless. We're going to run to the ball. We're going to tackle. We're going to be a team defense, you know, and coach Halfley has done such a great job with that defense and getting them working and being relentless and just their mindset and culture on the defense has been, has been amazing. We see it in camp, you know, they were, they were beating up, beating up on us, you know, so it got us better and then we were beating up on them and they it got them better. And like I said, same thing every week, they just keep getting better and better and better. And I think that's going to go a long way. And then by the end of the season, they're, they're going to be unstoppable. And hopefully if we put it all together, us as a team are going to be unstoppable. Come on, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about this Missouri game, okay? Because there are two undefeated teams left in the ACC, yeah. Boston College and Wake Forest. That's it. I mean, you got to think about it that way. And uh, the big bad SEC is coming into town. Now, you know, we, whatever that narrative is, you can make that whatever you want. But how hyped are you for this game, for a chance for BC to show the world that they can beat Missouri and then, of course, move on to the Clemson game? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super excited. You know, Coach always talks about we want to take every week um, as the same and never underestimate anybody, and, and we do that. But, you know, this is the first SEC team that BC has played since, like, 1981. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited as a player because my uncle played for the Chiefs. He lives out in Kansas. So he's coming to the game, you know, so Missouri. So it was it was awesome. But I'm su- super excited. And Missouri's a super talented team. And, yeah, the SEC. But um, personally, uh, we don't care about that. We're going out. We're, we're playing these guys, you know. doesn't matter what league they're from. We're going to play them. We're going to give them our best game. We're going to study them the best we, ca- we can just like every single week. And we're going to go out and play our game. And it's the SEC, it's like not something to be like, oh, the SEC, like, we're not, you know, that's not going to scare us. We're going to go out. We're going to play our game, and we know what we can do. And and the SEC is known for being big and physical players. You know what? We're going to go out there. We're going to be big. We're going to be physical. We're going to run the ball, and, and we're going to show them what the ACC does, you know? So um, I'm super excited. Uh, it's awesome that it's, I had the privilege, again, to play an SEC team that you, you really BC hasn't done in 30, 40 years. So I'm super excited about that. And then – do everything I, I can, my, the team can, and hopefully we come out of this 4-0. I know Wake Forest is too. And then going into Death Valley 4-0, that's going to be awesome, a night game. I'm super excited for that, but we got to handle this week first, and this is a big week, and everybody knows that. And you, you kind of see the, the knob get turned up and up and up of, uh, of our practice, how we practice, our mindset, and, and kind of the hype around it. You know, it's parents' weekend, so – the students are hyped. The fans are hyped. It's big, like you said, big, bad SEC Missouri's coming into town. But big, bad ACC Boston College is right here. You know, they're coming to play us. So we're, we're super excited and and we're going to do our thing. They're going to do their thing. And, and hopefully it comes our way and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Come on, Alec. You've got me about to run through a wall over here, man. I, I love it. Yeah. I love the standard. I mean, that, and that's how every team should be. And, and especially a team is coached as well as you guys, you set your own standard. It doesn't matter who you play. We're going to play the Boston College level, and, and that's I love that, man. I'm juiced up to see it. All right, that, that's enough football. I don't want to just talk just football about you. It's time to get to the really 
important stuff here because you are an avid foodie. You have an Instagram page, Reeks Reviews, yes. has over a hundred review posts. How the heck did this come about, man? Yeah, you know, it, it just it started as a joke between the guys going to the training table, the the team's cafeteria, um, and just making these funny jokes and, and eating the food and, and guys got a kick out of it, got got a laugh out of it. And, and it kind of just hit the ground running. I remember Dallas, uh, the bowl game that never happened uh, that we went to. <laughs> uh, that was nuts, by uh, the way. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, this is cool, guys. Like, I like doing this, but, like, should I take it formal? You know, should I take it to Instagram? Maybe make it a little bit more PG, make it more family friendly. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so You shouldn't have, and you should, still should have brought it to Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, but the guys are like, yes, you have to do this. And the guys hyped it up and it's kind of become what it's become. And it's slowed down a little bit recently, but I, I'm going to get back into it this week. Everyone from home has been bugging me. And I'm not just saying that. It, you'll see one very soon, a new post. Okay. Um, just with camp in the season, you know, it's it's good. you're going, going, going. So I'm super excited about it. Yeah, but it all started as a joke with the guys. And it's like, you know what? let's do this thing. And I, I'm going to embarrass myself on, on social media. That's all right. I mean, you walk by, I got the curly hair. I got, it's all over the place. I, I embarrass myself anyway. So might as well do it for a laugh. And, you know, the people love how I eat, you know, just stuff in my face and, and everything. So <laughs> it's awesome. And it's, it's not, that's how I eat. You know, I just, uh, a vacuum, <laughs> just trying to throw it down, you know, trying to gain weight, just fit as much as I can in my mouth. And, and it's it started out as a joke and people loved it. So I'm just going to keep doing it until people don't like it anymore. The people love how I eat. We need to put that on a T-shirt. That's amazing. At Rick's Reviews, that's R-I-C-S Reviews. Follow him. It, it looks amazing, Alec. Give us like your top three. Like give some some of your favorite foods that you've had and you've reviewed. Man, I mean... There's a lot of favorite food, but okay. So local Boston place, Amelia's, it's a, it's a Mexican place. It's a little bit of a chain. They have the best steak chimichangas in the world. Come on. The best. Well, my world. Uh, the world. My world. My, my, yeah. small, my small little zip code. It's like, what about Mexico? Yes, exactly. But um, absolutely amazing. You, you know, you, you basically build your own burrito and then they smother it in queso on top and, and fry it up and, it's awesome. Another great thing from there that not many people know about is their torta, which is, I believe, translate to a Mexican sandwich. So um, it's uh, it's the same thing as a as a mm. burrito, uh, but it's on a sandwich with with extra cheese. You got to add the cheese in. So that's probably number one favorite place around me. Sure, man. Number two has got to be Eagles or mozzarella sticks. Oh um, man, they like it's they're breaded. And, and they're, I don't know what they do with them, but they are like next level. And you, you see them, they look different. And you're like, oh, these, these kind of look good. And then you eat them. And it's like, oh my God, how, what do they do? Uh, so I got to get the recipe from those guys because I, it, it, every week, at least once a week, maybe even three times a week, I'm getting mozzarella sticks from the Eagles, you know? And it sounds like an NIL deal. What do you, what the heck are you one. doing? What are you doing, yeah. man? I, I know. I yeah. I, I haven't been. I'm lazy, so I I gotta get that stuff going. But 
I'm switching it. Those mozzarella sticks are number one. Amelia's is number two. <laughs> number three, favorite things I've I've reviewed. Hmm. Alec, I'm expecting to hear, you know, this is my Southerner's perception of Boston, but like, what about the chowda? What about the lobster? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm i a big clam chowder guy. Um, oh. I love it. But I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Okay, okay. I wouldn't say it's my But I love it, and I'm a New England guy, so I eat it all the time. But, I mean, mozzarella sticks and steak chimichangas <laughs> are just – That's it. You That's can't, it. You can't, you can't beat that. Uh, for number three, I'm going to give – because I've done her food on my review, I'm going to give my mom Smart man. Smart, Smart man. Can't, can't, mom's number one. I tell you, it's all, all – mom's going to be number one. She she knows the way to my stomach, to my heart. She makes the best food, the best desserts. <laughs> um, so mom's number one. And then then the mozzarella sticks are very close second. And then Amelia's <laughs> is third. Uh, I love that, man. All right, so I've seen – you know, I haven't seen all 100 of your reviews. I apologize for that. Uh, but it, it looks like you, That's you okay. do some of the cooking yourself. Are, are you a grill master or is someone else cooking these and you're eating it? Mac is also a grill master. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a grill master. I'm more of like a grill apprentice. I, I'm learning okay. the ways of the grill and learning okay. the ways of, of marinating meat. And, and so I'm an apprentice. I love grilling. I'm out there every single day. I'm making quesadillas. I'm making burgers. I'm making hot dogs for myself, you know. So I'm out there every day practicing. You, the, the first thing I got when I got to school and the house and we had a grill, I went and got a propane <laughs> tank right away, you know. So I want to, when I have my own or the chance, I want to get into like smoking and, and really getting to the like the real meats, like ribs and brisket. And I want I want to get into that world. I know that's your your world. Your, and I, I want to get into that. So I'd say I'm an apprentice. I'm just I'm just entering that field. I love grilling. But I love baking. Uh, I I started baking with my mom over quarantine because, you know, like I said, number one, she makes the best uh, food and desserts. Her desserts are better than her food. Not that her food's bad. <laughs> of course not, mom. But her desserts are the best. And I was like, you know what? I want to learn how to do that. So one day when I'm, when I'm by myself, I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> and so I started baking and I fell in love with it. And just doing it with my mom was awesome. And during quarantine, it was something to do together and, and bond over. And it was awesome. And uh, we're actually redoing our kitchen at my house. So I'm super excited to get in there. And once it's ready to bake something with my mom, um, sometimes when I go off on my own, she's like watching me because it's all her stuff. She's like, oh, don't do that. Nope, don't do that. Don't do that. So, uh, so but I'd say I'm also apprentice in baking, but baking is my favorite thing. And um, I think I make some pretty good stuff, you know, like us big guys, we'll just eat it anyway, good or not. We'll be like, oh, yeah, that's good. But but I think I think I do a good job and my mom does a great job. And if she's telling me I'm doing a great job, then I'm doing a great job because mom, as you I don't I don't know about you guys, but mom is always harder than dad. Mom, my mom will be like, no, <laughs> yes, exactly. Dad will just eat my anything. Mom's like, mom, no, mom will tell you no, how she really stinks. feels. No question. Yeah. She's like. That stinks. Get that out of here. Do it again. So um, if she's proud of me and she says I'm doing a good job, I believe her because she wouldn't lie to me to make me feel good. That's amazing. 
I love it. Alec, this was so much fun, man. Thank you for your time. We got football in, we got family in, and most importantly, we got food in. I appreciate you so much, my man. Awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so, so much. Alec was so good. We are so excited to watch Boston College, Missouri this weekend. He is one of the best offensive linemen in the ACC. And of course, we are a podcast that appreciates and celebrates offensive linemen, unlike any other podcast that has come before us, frankly. (laughs) And so that's what we do. But Mac, when he was talking about being a grill apprentice, all I could think was, this is your chance. Like, this is your duty as a fellow offensive lineman to take him under your wing. He, he is going to become my prodigy. I, I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> and I, you know what? I can appreciate him saying, you know, I'm a grill apprentice and, and just being straight up with us. Because if he would have said, yeah, 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 I'm a grill master and then rattled off that he cooked hot dogs, quesadillas, and hamburgers, I would have had to roast him right on this podcast. But he didn't. <laughs> he admitted it. Uh, I, I do want to see some baking skills, though. That, that looked... Super yes. impressive. You you were very impressed with the baking. Oh my gosh. I thought it was so sweet. He said, <laughs> I was bonding with my mom over quarantine by baking. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love it. The Lindstroms have raised a, a great guy. I, I just love when he said that. But yeah, I mean, the, the full arsenal, right? If you can smoke a rack of ribs and you can bake a German chocolate cake, like, I mean, Look, ladies, okay, I'm married, all right? Let's be clear, and I'm older. (laughs) But the ladies of Boston College need to be aware of this, Mac. This guy is a catch. Come on. And he's got an NFL future, and he can bake? (laughs) Listen, we we don't know if he has a girlfriend or not, but if he doesn't, after this podcast, he surely will. (laughs) I think he does have a girlfriend. Well, congrats to her. (laughs) You are a lucky lady. (laughs) She she, she hit the lottery, and I'm sure he did as well. I'm sure she's a great great young lady. Uh, Ladies of Boston College, forget it. Forget I said anything. It's over before it started. Um, Y'all, this was such a fun episode. Alec was amazing. It it was just so funny and in-depth. I mean, he gave us some super good knowledge about the locker room and, and their thought process and the great question that you asked about you know, last year's Clemson mindset, you know, in that game and, you know, just kind of like, oh my God, we're going to do it. And it just goes to show you when you get to that level, when you play a team that, that is that talented, you just can't do that. You can't, you you just have to keep going and and keep executing. So it was cool that, you know, they got to experience that and see that and, and, you know, hopefully helps them uh, this weekend, a big test with Missouri. We'll break all of that down. Friday's episode, cannot wait for that. A lot of big games this weekend. It's going to be a ton of fun uh, on Friday. But guys, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, go over to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, drop us a little five-star rating or write us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.